Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Is there research or experience outside your school which will help you to make a better decision. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode where we're talking about strategic thinking in three dimensions. Now this is a very, very simple framework that I've developed to help people to understand their role in strategy implementation. To put it more simply, this is something which everybody can understand and use to deliver a strategy that's already been developed. So if you're in the process of developing a strategy, you don't need this yet. You need to use some of the other tools that I talk about in other episodes, like the four building blocks of strategy and strategic thinking skills. In this episode, we're talking about a really super simple framework, people who are needing to deliver a strategy entitled strategic thinking in three dimensions. I just want to pause for a moment to say thank you to you. The Independent School podcast has now passed its second birthday, published more than 100 episodes and has had over 6,000 listens. As the founder and host of this podcast, I've been really humbled by the number of people who have told me that it's really helped them. From school heads who've rushed up to me at conferences and told me how it's been a real guide for them through tricky times, through to experienced directors of development who have said it reassures them that they're on the right track. So thank you for listening and for all your kind comments along the way. If this podcast is helping you, then I invite you to join the 300 people who have asked to get my weekly emails. That way you'll hear about each episode as it's published, as well as the special offers that I only tell people about when they're on my mailing list. So to get my weekly emails, you can go to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash sign up. So strategic thinking in three dimensions. It's a slightly 
visual thing for me to try and explain in an audio only podcast. So what I've done is I've put an image for you in the episode notes, which you can have a quick look at. But I'm going to also try and explain it to you in a way that you can visualize it yourself if you're just listening to the audio. So I want you to imagine that you are sitting at the base of a three-dimensional chart. So you have an axis which is heading up above you, you have an axis which is heading out in front of you, and you have an axis which is heading out to either side of you. You could almost use your arms to stretch one arm up, then stretch it forwards, and then stretch both arms to either side. You are sitting at the zero intersection of that three-dimensional chart. Now, if you're not mathematically minded, that might not make much sense, in which case, please go and look at the image on the episode notes to get a sense of what we're talking about here. These are the three dimensions that I'm going to be talking you through. The first one is I want you to be able to look up. This is the axis which is heading up ahead of you, the arm which is stretching over your head. Secondly, I want you to be able to look around. These are the arms that are heading out left and right of you on your axes. And then finally, I want you to be able to look ahead. This is the arm which is in the axis, which is heading out ahead of you in front of you. So let's talk through each of these dimensions in turn. First of all, the first dimension is to look up. This is all about aligning a decision that you are about to make with the strategy that you are trying to deliver as part of this team within the school. So the questions that you can ask yourself is, as I'm making this decision that I have to make in the next few minutes, how does this decision connect to the overall strategy of the school? What are the connections between what I'm trying to do and the vision, the values, the ethos, the strategic pillars and priorities that are all explained within the strategic plan? And then once you've identified the connections between the decision you're about to make and the overall strategy, it's how can I best deliver that overall strategy in the decision that I'm about to make? So to give an example, to make this a little bit more tangible, let's think about um, something that's not teaching. Let's think about a member of the grounds team, the gardens team, who are thinking about how to create planting plans for the gardens for next year. That's the decision that they're making as a team over the next hour. The first thing to think about is how does this decision connect to the overall strategy? There might be an arm of your strategic plan or a pillar of your strategic plan, which is around environmental impact and trying to limit the environmental impact of the school overall. In which case, a critical part of your decision making process as you're thinking about your planting plan is how can we make sure the decisions we make are as environmentally sustainable as possible? And that might influence all sorts of things to do with the type of compost you're using, the balance between annual plants and perennial plants, the way in which you're you're mowing um, all of your grass or leaving some of it to, to grow into meadow and wildflower meadow. All of those decisions which don't intrinsically feel like they're strategic decisions, they are. All of those little decisions build up to your ability as a whole school to deliver that environmental sustainability pillar of your strategic plan. Obviously, that's an example in the non and kind of outside the classroom. It's all relevant within the classroom as well. So generally speaking, strategic plans for schools will either implicitly or explicitly be balancing all sorts of areas which could potentially feel like there's a tension or there's a two different directions that you can go. So for example, 
does the values and the ethos of your school and the, the strategic plan of your school emphasize academic achievement alongside well-being is there a tension between the two sometimes there is not always but sometimes there is in which case how does the decision that you're making over i don't know in a boarding house how many hours of prep and where the hours of prep are placed in the afternoon and evening how do the decisions around that connect through to your overall strategy of that balancing process between academic outcomes and allowing the pupils in your school to really fulfill their potential in all different areas, academic and otherwise. So frequently people think about the decision they're about to make and they think, well, this isn't strategic. This is just me making a decision or me and my team making a choice for the next couple of terms. But actually every decision that happens in a school has a connection to the strategy. So encouraging everybody to think about looking up from where they stand now making a decision up to align that decision to the strategy and that comes in two steps to connect it like how is this connected to the overall strategy and then secondly how can the outcome of this decision best deliver that overall strategy so that's dimension number one people don't some people don't do this automatically so often i find when i'm doing staff training for all staff both on the teaching side and the non-teaching side within schools is to talk through how this works for them in their job. And sometimes people need a little bit more guidance to understand how their day-to-day decision-making connects to the strategy. And some people find that it comes very naturally. If you give them a framework to think about it, it, it comes very naturally. So when you're delivering this to other people, do think about to what extent you need to guide people and help them through understanding their connection for their role to the overall strategy. So that's the first dimension of strategic thinking, looking up. The second dimension of strategic thinking is looking around. These are your arms that are stretching out left and right to create those other axes. And there are two elements to this. This is why we're using a left and right arm to create those axes. One of these elements is internal. How can I connect internally to other things that other people are doing, other activities that are happening, decisions that are being made in a way that means the decision that we are about to make as a team is going to be leveraging opportunities that are created within other parts of the schools and innovating by enhancing the the creativity of those decisions that are being made. So leverage isn't a word that necessarily fits comfortably in schools, but at its heart, it's about making sure that the efforts that you put in to an activity are maximising the outputs from that activity. So often I find that people sometimes work in silos within schools. It's not just schools, it's all organisations. There's an instinct towards having a silo mentality. That's fine. But by breaking down those silos and getting people to think about looking around them internally, how can I connect this decision I'm about to make to other things that are happening, often creates opportunities for greater leverage because people can work together across different departments to have the same amount of effort that goes into an activity, but to have a greater output. So for example, that might be the drama team. If they're putting on a big production, they're already putting a lot of effort into that. The reason they're doing that is because of the pupil experience of being in a drama production. But actually, there are also benefits for the people in the audience. And so naturally, you're inviting parents, but making sure your development office has some VIP tickets for key fundraising prospects is a really great way of leveraging 
the effort that's going into that drama production, producing the core output of the pupil experience, but also producing other benefits for the development team in cultivating major prospects for fundraising. So this is the second dimension internally. Look around, how can I connect what I'm doing and the decisions I'm about to make with others in order to create more leverage and more innovative outcomes? There's also an external element to looking around. So thinking externally, is there research or experience outside your school which will help you to make a better decision? If so, seek it out, find it and implement it as you're making that decision. And then also thinking about the external environment, how are things that are changing in the external environment? So things that are happening within society, within politics, within the economy, within um, climate change and, and the impact of climate change. How are the impacts or the trends of those things that are happening in the external environment impacting on the decision that you're about to make? So you're not encouraging people to just look around them internally you're really encouraging people to look beyond the school gates externally to think about what's out there that can help them and what impact might the external environment have on the decision that they're about to make so that's the second dimension looking around the third dimension of strategic thinking is about looking ahead and this is the arm that you might have stretched out in front of you looking ahead through time forward thinking so this is about thinking about what might the future impacts of this decision I'm about to make be. It may be that there are unintended consequences that play out through time, which you want to encourage people to think about in advance before they make the decision today. But equally importantly, often when we're thinking forward through time, it's about thinking, how can I build in flexibility to this decision? Sometimes we are thinking about a strategic decision where we don't have all the information at our fingertips. We don't know enough to make the final call right now. So what we're often doing is creating opportunities for strategic trial and error to generate the information that you will need over the next six months or even a year, which can then enable you to make the call on this particular decision. And what you're doing during that time is not only information gathering which is very important but also you're building flexibility in because that strategic trial and error allows you to explore what's working what's not working in a way that you can then use that flexibility to tweak and change it over time so the final decision which may not happen for another year is far more strategically robust as a result of that idea of looking ahead through time and planning things out in terms of the information that you want to gather and the strategic trial and error you want to undertake over a period of time. And then also when we're thinking about looking ahead, we're anticipating future trends in the external environment which might impact that decision. So we're thinking, encouraging people to think about even if you have all the information today to make this choice, what could change over time which would mean that one decision rather than another, one choice rather than another, is more strategically robust at this point in time. So hopefully you've got a, an image in your head, you're able to understand the visual element of what I'm explaining here about strategic thinking in three dimensions. First dimension is to look up, to align the decision that you're making to the strategic plan. The second dimension is to look around, both internally and externally, 
And then the third dimension of strategic thinking is to look ahead, to think forward through time about the way things might play out over a period of time. I'd love to hear your feedback. I created this framework a number of years ago. In actual fact, I created it by accident, sitting on a sofa with a head who had asked me a question about how they wanted their staff to be able to access the strategy in a more user-friendly kind of way. And I actually stretched my arms out and, and explained, well, I suppose there's three dimensions to this. And kind of my arms started going forwards, out, up, etc., etc. And he really kind of thought, oh, okay, this is really helpful. To be completely honest, I think he thought I developed the idea in advance. I did actually admit to him afterwards, no, I developed that on your sofa because it was in response to a real world challenge that we were facing in enhancing strategic thinking in that particular school. I've used it to do staff training a number of times, many, many, many times since. And I found that it has resonated with people in a way that sometimes using the word strategy alienates them, but this feels more um, more usable for them. So I would love to hear your feedback. I'm always looking to improve what I'm doing and improve my frameworks more. So if you have thoughts, do let me know. That's it for this week. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. Have a strategic week. Bye-bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.com dot co dot uk slash podcast.